here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Rob McCarron. Hashtag authority. Hashtag Steph Bouncy. Hashtag Smackdown 15. Jeff Hawkins. You done digging that hole? You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. Dance on your grave, dirt sheet writer. Jack Gallagher will be just fine as a sports entertainment kids. We're no threat, people. We're not dirty. We're not mean. We love everybody, but we do as we please. When the weather's fine, we go fishing or go swimming in the sea. We're always happy. Life's for living. Yeah, that's our philosophy. Mungo Jerry in the summertime. It's time for Summerfest, kids. NXT, SummerSlam. We'll preview those. We won't preview two Evolve shows, a Ring of Honor card, and a big UFC. So I ask of you, do you have enough time in your weekend for all this? Paige and Alberto Del Rio do. They've been suspended for 30 days. Host, as always, of Shake Them Robes is Rob McCarron and Rob, a two-part question to kick things off. If they trusted AJ Styles to come out cold in the Royal Rumble and get a response, why not the SummerSlam crowd and the Demon King? And then part two, now that's a main roster gimmick, will Vince make the Demon King a literal demon instead of just mind games? Yeah, well, I don't know what's going to happen with this, uh, with this Demon King. I was surprised he showed up in full gimmick on Monday. And that they didn't save it. Uh, the Royal Rumble is a different thing. A lot of people come out cold in the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble, you know, people get reactions when they come out. But yeah, that Brooklyn crowd was going to go hype for the Finn Balor debut, I would think. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know for sure, but I would imagine so. Uh, and it's uh, it's a little bit surprising they gave it away on TV. But it is just another sign that the focus is TV. It is not the pay-per-views anymore. The focus is TV. They, You've already signed up for the network. They got your money. They don't have to worry about you signing up the day of SummerSlam. They have your money, but it's TV ratings that they got to keep a hold of. And they got to, you know, in a couple of years when they have to renew their contracts or find some other home, they got to make sure it's a valuable property because that's where the majority of their money comes from is those TV contracts. So it's just another sign that they're focusing on TV more than pay-per-view again. That whole Raw was angering. (laughs) It really wasn't. It's a lot. I mean, SmackDown, at least you can say they've made incremental steps in booking feuds. Yeah. The only thing that has any real heat off of that raw half of the roster, Charlotte and Sasha, in my opinion, I love the fact that they actually booed on that. Yeah. People are coming around on that. Um, It's funny too, because a lot of people are coming around on the whole program with Rusev and Roman Reigns when it's happening. I don't know if everyone's excited to watch it on the pay-per-view, even though I am, but you just got 20 minutes of it. The only difference you had 20 minutes at the end of Raw, the only difference now being that it'll be for the championship on Sunday. But they did a really good job of getting the crowd really into their stuff, too. And it was given the main event slot. I mean, it's the second week in a row where uh, where Rusev was in the main event slot, even though last week, of course, built to that uh, the first of now seven more Sheamus and Cesaro matches. Um, but yeah, we'll get we'll get into all that. We got SummerSlam to talk about a little bit later on. You mentioned how we're not going to preview Evolve shows, and that's true. 
But there is a newsworthy uh, part of the Evolve makeup am, coming this week. I am absolutely stoked for the Evolve shows. I'm going to be watching both of them, I think. Yeah, Evolve Drive. Wrestling. Evolve Wrestling is going to be in Maryland and then I think New York, the second show. Yes. Yes. Yes, um, you're correct. And it's going to be in the afternoon on Saturday so as not to compete with NXT TakeOver. The original, one of the original main events of that Saturday show was supposed to be Cody Rhodes and Johnny Gargano. It is now Cody Rhodes and Chris Hero because Johnny Gargano obviously is going to be on NXT TakeOver. And was not available to Evolve this weekend. But yeah, the the return to the ring of Cody Rhodes, the debut of Cody Rhodes and Evolve, Friday night, Zack Sabre Jr. of Cruiserweight Classic fame, and Saturday, Chris Hero of Everything fame. Mm-hmm. Those should be good. Oh, yeah. Cannot wait. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be so backlogged that I think I'm also going to watch Scenic City Invitational, too, at some point. So, I mean, my, my weekend may be wall-to-wall wrestling. It's a lot of wrestling that's live. I think Shikara, Shikara has a show. Uh, obviously, UFC um, with uh, Conor McGregor and Nate Diaz. Yes. Oh, boy. It's a loaded weekend. But, yeah, SummerSlam, the big one happening on Sunday. We're going to go through SummerSlam. We're going to go through NXT TakeOver. going to go through the plans of, uh, of Shake Them Ropes over the next week and so forth. But let's start with the big news that broke today, the day we're recording this Wednesday, Page and Alberto Del Rio suspended for 30 days for their each their first violation of the wellness policy. Not effective immediately. It's effective tomorrow, Thursday, today, if you're listening to this on Thursday. Um, I will not recklessly speculate on what they could have been failed for. But Jeff, if you wish to do so, I leave it up to you, Mr. Conspiracy Theorist. Oh, <laughs> I'm a conspiracy theorist. I just don't believe in coincidences. And let me ask you something. I think that's, okay. kind of, that's kind of like the definition, isn't it? Uh, maybe. This may be wild, wild, reckless speculation of which we sometimes indulge. Let's get reckless. Is it possible at all that they don't really fail? That WWE may just have one in the jacket and say, yeah, you fail for this. And and just to hold it over, and you have to prove that you didn't take this. Otherwise, we're going to suspend you for 30 days. You don't believe in coincidences. You think something's going on here. You know, everyone's out there making their jokes about, you know, obviously the couple. They've already been split up in the draft. You now made this a joke. Happens. Don't, 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 don't you shame me, sir. You had a joke in my DMs that I found hilarious. I don't, I don't think you... DMs don't exist. DMs, <laughs> DMs don't exist. Ask Gabe Sapolsky. DMs don't exist. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I tend to think I'm not going to go so far as to say that they never took anything. Neither of them, because that would be dumb. But, you know, I, Alberto Del Rio's physique is what it is. And Paige likes to party. What a what a 2016 for Alberto Del Rio. The guy came back late last year and he beats John Cena. John Cena goes away for a little bit. And Alberto Del Rio looks like he's going to be a big star coming back to WWE after his uh, run on the independence and then triple A. And this year, I mean, he gets put together with with the League of Nations and that fails miserably. And he's basically like the low person on the totem pole in that group. Oh, let's cut it off there. We can just cut it off at he debuts back at it was Hell in the Cell, right? In Los Angeles. It was October, whatever it was. Yeah. And in Staples. And he gets a great reaction and they stick him with Zeb Coulter and that god awful 
Mex America. I, I forgot about that too. Yeah. Whatever garbage. Zeb, Zeb Coulter. Zeb Coulter is his manager, and then he goes. Then he goes into League of Nations, and he he loses the rematch with John Cena. John Cena goes away the next night again with an injury, and he's just nowhere to be found. He's a nobody. He, nothing that Alberto Del Rio does matters. And now here he is losing. He's basically the jobber to the stars on SmackDown, yeah. you know, putting everyone else over. And now he's suspended for 30 days when they got, and, and they still got total divas coming up uh, with Paige. Paige suspended, even though she hasn't been used too much. Very weird timing. And remember just a couple of uh, months ago, maybe not even, back in Las Vegas when Paige and Alberto Del Rio had the incident with police being called. And it's just been a wacky year for Alberto, for Alberto Del Rio. Just oh, a very well, strange Albert, year. Alberto Del Rio's entire WWE existence has been weird since they decided that they needed to have him be a Mexican his, slash Hispanic superstar as opposed to just a very interesting rich aristocrat. They tried to give him Daniel Bryan's yes chant. That failed, and he still does that crap in the ring. They tried to make him a baby face when he just wasn't comfortable doing it. They split off R Ricardo Rodriguez, which was a huge part of the gimmick. Then they fire him for slapping a guy, which, you know what, I don't believe two wrongs make a right. I thought WWE was somewhat justified in that. But then he goes out on the independent circuit, goes to Lucha Underground, goes to Ring of Honor, Starts making a name for himself again, becomes interesting again. WWE decides, no, we can't have that happening. We'll we'll throw some money at him, bring him back, and do nothing. So what happened? I don't even I don't even like the guy <laughs> as a wrestler. He bores the hell out of me. But still, you don't even like the guy. I I just yeah, he does very little for me as a sports entertainer. In, wow. the w, in the WWE system. I thought he was fairly interesting outside of it. Don't get me wrong. He was doing some fairly good work yeah. outside of it. But, my, I mean, here's another conspiracy that I brought up. Is this possible that this was a purpose? That, that he failed the test on purpose, much like Tully Blanchard back in the day? No, because he I, doesn't, I don't. Because he doesn't have much time left on his contract. I don't believe he would do that, though. Okay. I don't think he's going to, I mean, yeah, he doesn't have that much time on his contract left if he wants, uh, you know, being reported many places out there that he has an out. Uh, he has a, basically an opt out in October, one year after signing and coming back. But no, I, this guy still wants money. The whole reason he came back was for money. I think he's going to give up a month's pay and have that on his record just because. Uh, you know what he has. If you want, if you want, if you, it doesn't if, matter. He's not going to give up. No, the guy came back for money reasons. He's not giving up a month of it and then leaving. And well, he can just do what he can do what Ryback did. He can just go home. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to fail the drug test. That's the biggest. That may be Jeff, the biggest conspiracy you've ever had on the show. It probably is. And I don't necessarily believe it. I just bring it up as a possibility. I mean, if you really don't like what you're doing and, you, and Lord knows, I'm at a point in my personal job where I'm thinking about self-sabotaging myself so I can get fired. Oh, that's true, because you've done it all the time. You you tell me that there is no one at your work that looks at your Facebook when every day you're posting about wanting to quit and finding something else? I don't post anything on my Facebook. Okay. <laughs> if that if that's the story we're sticking with. I, trust me, I, I you know what, I, they think it's a joke for the most part when I complain. So, I mean, it, it's it's one of those things where I could see him being so fed up with getting screwed around, especially when you're dating someone and they break you up. 
you know what? Screw this. I'll go fail a drug test. I'll take some time off. Maybe you'd like to come along with me. Well, Boom. then what's what's uh, what's Paige's excuse? Is it that that she just, you know, Alberto Dorio was going to sabotage himself and Paige said, yeah, I'll do that with you. Stranger things have happened. I guess that's true. That's I, I, true. I realize this isn't logical. And this is just, you know, this is just talk. <laughs> It, it's just Jeff talk. taking it's Jeff taking the reckless speculation segment very seriously. I know. I want to make sure there's recklessness in here. I complain about my job on Twitter, not Facebook. <laughs> I don't know. Knows I, I think it's both. I think it's on both. Uh, but we will leave it there. Paige and Alberto Del Rio. They won't be on the road for the next 30 days. But you can be. With Lyft, right now, Lyft has a special bonus for Shake Them Ropes listeners. If you sign up to drive at lyft.com slash bonus, that's L-Y-F-T dot com slash bonus. In addition to the $35 per hour you can potentially make driving, Lyft is offering a huge $500 bonus. To new drivers, go to lyft.com slash bonus, select our show, Shake Them Ropes, at the sign up, and the $500 bonus, plus up to $35 an hour to drive, can be yours, guys. It's real money. It can be yours while driving, having some fun in your free time, driving with Lyft, whether it's your off day or just a few hours here and there, or maybe all weekend long, getting those drunk couples in Las Vegas like Alberto Del Rio and Paige home. Make some extra money all at your own pace. Drive with Lyft. Not to mention Lyft has or they let passengers tip drivers. I found that out uh, when I was in Indianapolis last weekend using Lyft. You can actually tip the driver. So if you're a driver, you smile nice, you be safe. Get those tips all over town on your phone, tablet, or computer. Go to lift.com slash bonus and select Shake Them Ropes at sign up for the special $500 sign up bonus deal going on right now. That's lyft.com slash bonus. Choose Shake Them Ropes and begin driving whenever you want. This weekend, even, Jeff, you and I talked about this before we were going on air. I'm headed to Chicago for the week. So as I roam awkwardly around Chicago, I will be sure to be using Lyft myself. So if you sign up right now, you can potentially be the one taking me to Harry Carey's restaurant next week. Make great money up to $35 an hour with a $500 sign-up bonus right now. Lyft.com slash bonus. Choose Shake Them Ropes. Will there be a Rich Creech meeting? Probably not. There. Probably not. Dude's busy. We're all busy. This is a weird time. This is a weird time. I actually got busy stuff going on. Mm. It's absolutely insane. On that note, too, by the way, we should let people know. Obviously, this uh, podcast is coming out late Wednesday night for those on the East Coast in the United States. Uh, we are, we're about a month into our new schedule where after the uh, live draft episodes, we started doing the show on Wednesdays so that we can have anything on Raw and SmackDown to talk about. Uh, especially helpful on these pay-per-view weeks where we can watch both go-home shows and know the full card before anything happens. Even though WWE does tend to get in a, uh, a place where they add an extra match on like the Sunday before. Uh, it's two hours until the pay-per-view and there's a new match. Or even the Friday, you get like WWE.com making a new match. And if they do that, it'll be the 12th match added to SummerSlam. This show is going to be long Jeff, it is absolutely insane. How's they the might s- add a 12th match. They pro- I, I can think of one. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of Aaron, them they can add. Aaron Corbin and Callisto. Sure. Uh, it could happen. And obviously, Sami Zayn not on the show, so something with Sami Zayn could potentially happen. Something with uh, with Braun Strowman can happen. That could be a match. Maybe Braun Strowman comes out and beats up a dude in a minute in an unadvertised match. Maybe he beats up Jon Stewart, who's going to be there. Heath. Could be Heath. Could be. What a week of TV Heath Slater had, too, by the way fantastic 
He's great. Fantastic. This guy gets it. This guy is working both Raw and SmackDown. He's the only one outside of Randy Orton and Brock Lesnar. He Slater knows what he's doing. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't have to be the top guy, but he's working both shows, getting paid twice. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, before we get into the SummerSlam card, Kurt Hawkins is coming back. Jeff, your thoughts? <laughs> I love his Matt Hardy ripoff gimmick. It is a I total mean, Matt Hardy ripoff gimmick. It also is the Chuck Norris fact ripoff gimmick. Yeah. Like, literally, because they used the revolving door uh, joke there. I, it's... It's unbelievable. I don't get how this fits any type of character. Is he going to come out and be a Matt Hardy ripoff? Like, instead of making a broken character, are they just reliving 2002 Matt Hardy? He needs a Jeff Hawkins gimmick. That's what he needs. I don't think anyone does. In fact, you probably don't even. I hate my gimmick. I need to get out of it. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. (laughs) I need Um, to be repackaged. Have a few squash matches. Right. Yeah, sure. Due to to the travels, though, we will not be live as we've been on most pay-per-views this year we will not have a live show on sunday night uh we will talk about SummerSlam next week most likely we're still trying to figure out what our show is going to be next week because i won't be in the in the recording location and we will figure it out we'll keep you posted on twitter go follow us at shake them ropes we will keep you posted about what next week's show is going to be we will have a show next week we don't take weeks off we are no days off shake them ropes Mm. So we will have a show next week. We just won't be live on Sunday. I apologize for those who are looking forward uh, potentially to a show on Sunday. We will be back next week in our regular slot with a show talking, shake them or, uh, you know, SummerSlam, NXT, anything big from the weekend, plus Raw and SmackDown. Oh, we're going to be talking that NXT takeover. I can guarantee you that. Right. That's going to be a fantastic show. It's a big weekend. I I know it it really sucks. I wish we could do a show like, I, you know, we could do a show both Saturday and Sunday. It's just uh, it's just too many shows in the whole in the whole schedule. It's too many shows in the whole schedule, but we will be back next week with our regular show. So you're not uh, you're not getting none of us. We will be around. We will be here for you. Maybe something doesn't go right on SummerSlam for you. Maybe you're really a big Cesaro fan and Sheamus wins his match and you need consoling. We will be able to console you next week. We promise. That's what we will do. Uh, let's talk about the biggest show of the weekend first. Obviously, that is going to be Shikara. Dun, oh, dun, I'm, letting, I'm, 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 I'm letting that one linger. You go ahead. SummerSlam 2016. SummerSlam 2016. Let's start with this Sheamus Cesaro match. Good Lord. We had... Do- do we need a best of seven it's series on this? Well, especially considering, you know, Cesaro's already up to zero. What are the stakes? They're not going to heighten anything. It's going to be seven of the same matches. Sheamus is going to win the first three or two. He's going to go up. It's going to be that basic thing, but this means nothing. And I they'll really, be fine matches. I mean, they'll yeah. be your two and a half, three star, fine things. Cesaro will be, but, but you know, they're not, they're not going to put any, stipulations on it and they're starting it at SummerSlam. Why didn't they start this seven weeks ago? So it ends at SummerSlam. <laughs> well, Jesus. they kind of did. I mean, two weeks in a row on raw Cesaro beat Sheamus. He's up to zero. Now we're having the best of seven because the GMs just blatantly ignore Cesaro. I mean, Cesaro, Cesaro wanted his U S title shot. He gets the match, but there's a disqualification. He doesn't get a result there. And instead of a rematch that he's earned, He's just going to put him in with Sheamus again for seven matches. 
And let me ask you something. What does the winner get out of this? And in, in terms of <laughs> they're, they're going on to the next story. It's all going to be I the think. brass ring stuff. It's going to be oh, uh, if you win oh. this feud, you might get a title shot again. You may have the uh, have the right to impress me. How about some long term planning? That's all I ask for. And this just this angered me. It, this it, is what really set me off other than the demon thing on SummerSlam. I mean, on, on that raw. It really did. Yeah, but we got, I mean, Seamus Cesaro, I don't need to see seven of them. This would be the time, Jeff. This would really be the time where you do a sweep. Four in a row. I don't even care if it's Seamus. Just someone sweep it. Four in a row. <laughs> yes. This, this is the one. We don't want to see seven of these matches. And the sad thing is, they're probably going to be pretty good. Like, these two guys are good in the ring. They're going to be good, but they're all going to be the same, pretty much. Yeah. I, the big swing spot, seven times. Big swing, the, 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 what is it? The shots of the Bowery or whatever the hell he calls that stupid thing. Yeah, the beats. He'll, he'll do a, a white, a white noise. You know, yeah, it, it'll be, it'll be the paint by numbers, Cesaro, Sheamus. Basically, match. depending on who is winning the match, the only difference will be the final sequence. You know, what yeah. moves are countered and which moves aren't. Uh, Sheamus is winning. It. Sheamus is winning the opener. I Sheamus think. is winning the opener. So says Jeffrey Hawkins, who's making wild, say? reckless proclamations tonight on the show on Shake Them Ropes. Well, they could do the one three one type of gimmick too. So I mean, I'll, I'll, it doesn't matter though. Do I'll, I need, do I need to uh, wellness test you, Jeff? <sighs> Would I have no partner for thirty days if I wellness tested Jeff Hawkins? I am not well right now. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> Um, obviously the most important match of the night, Carmella, Becky Lynch, and Naomi going up against Wait, Natalia, Eva who's Marie. Your, who's your pick? I told you my pick. Did you? I'm sure I did. No, you didn't. Repeat it. Uh, I, I promise I did. No, don't, don't Jericho me on this. I was going to try to go through every <laughs> single match, not even making a pick. I know. <laughs> Everyone. Every single one. And here you caught me on the very first one. And I thought I transitioned <laughs> so beautifully. Uh, you, you, it was, trust me, it was a noble effort. Was it? And yeah, a, yeah. And a, and a lesser host would have picked up on it. I, I really, I really tried. Really, I mean, you are an eagle eared Jeff Hawk. You are like, you have ears of a hawk. Or is that a thing? Do hawks have like really strong ears? Sure. Well, you have one. So that was, that was good on you. But we move along to the six woman <laughs> tag team match. Carmella, Becky Lynch, and Naomi against Natalia, Eva Marie, and Alexa Bliss. Uh, Eva Marie continued her streak of not wrestling due to traffic. That was awesome. Oh, and, God. And by that all means. That was awesome. It, it's so funny that people are turning on this Eva Marie. People are turning on the fans who like the Eva Marie gimmick. Like, they? you really think Eva Marie's a genius? We're not talking about Eva Marie being a genius. We're talking about the material she is given. And this material mm -hmm. she is given has been great. Yeah, she and doesn't yes, have to do anything except look hot. Right. That's all she has it, is, it is predicated by the fact that, you know, the perception of her is she's not very good, right? And the perception of her is she's hated. And that helps the story along. That and certainly does. Want, and, and if you watch Talking Smack, which is the best show on the network right yeah. now, week in and week out. It does get a lot of praise. She, she seems very vapid and not very bright, which also adds to the hate. Wow. Just calling, just putting <laughs> Eva Marie's intelligence on blast. Look, she has a certain kind of intelligence in that she knows who she is. She is self-aware. She's kind of self-aware. Kind so, of self-aware. Okay. Well, okay. six six women tag. They're yes. all they're all together here. No championship. Maybe at backlash. Uh, does this match matter? 
they have to pay off the bit. And I think they do here. I think Eva Marie shows up late, maybe two thirds of the way through three quarters of the way and gets a fluke pin probably on Carmella, but she has to, she has to get the pin here. Doesn't she? Well, I assume what they're, well, I don't assume really, but this is what in my mind I would do if I were them and what I think they're going to do. I'm not trying to fantasy book here. I think this is what we're going to see is the entire match. Natalia and Alexa bliss are trying to tag an Eva, but something happens every single time, whether she's pushed (laughs) off the apron, whether she slips, whether she's accidentally not paying attention, whether she goes down to commentary to do something every single time they try to tag her in, she is somewhere else. And then eventually like she tags in by accident and that's when she gets the pin. I think Eva Marie beats Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch, huh? Wow. Yeah, why not? I mean, what are you going to do? Maybe Carmella. Think, if Becky Lynch is in the plans. Who can, I think Carmella can take the pin. Becky yeah, Lynch probably. is finally getting built back up, and Naomi's too new. So yeah, Carmella yeah, can yeah, that's get probably it. Yeah. But either way, Eva Marie somehow gets the win. Yes. I mean, she's getting the win in this match. So yeah. uh, there you go. That's That's what I believe is going to happen there. You got me to make a pick in the very important match of these uh, six women here on the show. Now we go to uh, two men. The Miz and Apollo Crews. This match is for the Intercontinental Championship. Apollo Crews. Obviously, you're well aware with the story of Apollo Crews on WWE TV. This guy has overcome struggle after struggle after struggle to finally, after long last, get a championship shot. Mm, I literally forgot this was a match up until last night after they told me it. Exactly. Uh, The Miz and Apollo Crews. Uh, it's the same reasoning why I'm picking the Miz in this match. Why I think he'll win is the same reasoning as last time is I just think that the Miz story isn't done yet, but it is SummerSlam. It is in Brooklyn. Apollo Crews, if you remember, made his, uh, takeover debut. He actually wrestled on NXT TV. Uh, actually it probably didn't air until after Brooklyn. Either way, Apollo Crews made his debut last year in Brooklyn. And here he comes again in Brooklyn to potentially get the Intercontinental Championship. Will we have a new champion, Jeff? No. God, no. Um, God, no, he says. This seems like one of the easiest picks to make on really? this card. Really? I don't know yeah. about that. They haven't let him talk. They haven't done anything with the character. Why are you going to, I mean. Element of in, surprise, unless my pal. The, unless the choice is to just put the belt on him and see what happens. I, I just can't see that. And yeah, Miz is too interesting <laughs> and too bankable. Have we had one of those in a while? Am I completely blanking? Have we had a, uh, let's just put the belt on him and see what happens in a while. Was that Dean Ambrose? Do, does Dean Ambrose fit that category? Yeah, I don't know, but Finn Balor would. Let's, if they decide to do it to him. Yeah, if they give it to him. If they give it to him. Although yeah. I don't even know if that's going to, well, we'll talk about it later on. Yeah. We'll talk about that later on. So no new champion, Jeff says, in the Intercontinental Championship match. Uh, for all we know, the three matches we just talked about very well could be the pre-show matches. Mm-hmm. Or they could all be on the main show or mix and match. We don't know because we don't know what the kickoff show matches are going to be yet. Like, it seems like that's going to be a decision we find out maybe even on Sunday as you follow WWE.com. Your number one breaking news source, by the way, WWE.com were the ones who broke the page in Alberto Del Rio story today. They didn't cop them uh, off to an ESPN or a Rolling Stone this time. I, do you think there's something behind that? <laughs> I, I go back to Paige and Del Rio and the first thing you can do is more conspiracy theories. I don't know. I need I, to get music. I need, when we go into reckless speculation of Jeff Hawkins, I need to get like some music for it. So people know people can separate the news. Oh, and it's Paige's birthday. It is Paige's birthday today. Happy birthday, Paige. You now have 30 days to celebrate with whatever you want mm-hmm. and whoever you want in any fashion you want. Really? 
Although it sounds like apparently you've been doing that. Not an accident. Not an accident, Jeff says. Enzo Amore, Big Cass. Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens. Tag Team Clash. In theory, you would think that the winner of this becomes a contender to the tag titles, although I don't even know if the tag titles are that important as far as this program goes. I'm really excited about it. I'm actually interested in seeing, most specifically, Big Cass in there with Kevin Owens for a long tag team match. I know they had the the uh, clash on Raw, but this is a whole new environment, and I really want to see those two uh, go at it. And I'm looking forward to this tag team match. Really, the whole show. We should just mention before we get into the meat of SummerSlam, I'm hyped about the show. I'm excited about it. There's a lot of good stuff on here. And what's great is the fact that outside of the six-man or the six-woman tag team match, most of these matches are straight up. You got one-on-one or you got a tag team versus a tag team. There's not a lot of crazy multi-man chaos happening. Yeah, I just... It kind of goes to our top 100 list where you like you watching the matches in a bubble. And I like I like builds. I like watching builds and then I can be satisfied with the match. And there weren't that many builds for this that weren't contrived necessarily. So but I'm still excited about the card. Yeah, I, I'm wrong. looking at the card as it is and I'm excited for my current wrestling. Obviously, you're living through it. I, I feel excited, obviously, when the when the builds are a little bit better, when there's something for us to sink our teeth into. Uh, but at the same time, I can look at a card and say, you know what? Yes, Raw hasn't done a very good job or SmackDown hasn't done a very good job of of making me care about this match. But mm-hmm. I know come Sunday, I'm going to get 15 minutes of these two guys in the ring giving all they can in front of a hot yeah. crowd. And things are on the line, whether it's the tag team titles, whether it's the Intercontinental title, whether it's the world title or whether it's the world's world title. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff on the line. I think this is a standard Enzo Cass tag team match. Enzo takes a beating. Cass gets the hot tag. Um, it'll still be fun. Don't get oh, me wrong. Yeah. I'm, and I'm I th- and I th- I think they end up switching dance partners with the other tag team match eventually. So uh, yeah, would, Enzo, Enzo and Cass win. I think. I'd probably open the show with this match. Oh, the pop that Enzo and Cass would get to open this show. Yep. Yeah. Open the show. Very strong. Uh, the the crowd will be into Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens, too. It's not like they're only going to be one sided like this is going to be a match that's going to get a lot of attention to it. And well, I think you, you remember, open the pay-per-view with it. You remember last year they missed a golden opportunity to put the tag team belts in NXT on Enzo and Cass here in Brooklyn. And well, we talked about that as well. I yeah. mean, it was the time it was the time to do it then or never do it. And then they just never did it, which is fine. They just they never did it. I, I, I really do wonder. I, I think they kept them away from the tag team titles on purpose because at any moment they could have been called up at mm. any moment. I don't think they needed the tag team titles either. Again, it's, it is back then, even the a year ago, it was still somewhat developmental. Like they gave the titles to the revival of all people. They gave them to Blake and Murphy. They didn't need it on the big stars. They were trying to elevate talents that weren't thought of as anything that weren't yeah, indie stars. But- yeah, but the gimmick was floundering when when they were down there at the time of at the time of of this show last year, Enzo and Cass were sink or swim at that point. They they had become stale. They were trying to get them in feuds with other face teams to make them interesting. They they were almost a dead act. Well, it was a little bit before that. Around the actual takeover Brooklyn, they were pretty hot, and and Brooklyn, you know, really made yeah. them seem really hot. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. There was a period there where you wondered, okay, are these guys even going to survive? But now they are thriving in uh, the WWE main roster. I mean, getting a ton of TV time, Enzo obviously getting a lot of talking time. Uh, big deal. I think Enzo and Big Cass win. 
Yes. And I think they go on to the tag team title scene at some point. Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens, maybe they build a feud off of this. Maybe maybe they do split up the tag team partners and they build some type of program between those two, or they just become big brawling tag team who tries to fight back into the world title picture, or maybe they go well, off with the New Day. That's what I was saying. I think the New Day promos with Jericho and Owens, that, that'd be something people would want to see. Well, let's talk about that one then. The New Day uh, defending the tag team titles. It is Kofi and Xavier, no Big E, Big E taking out uh, with his injury taken out. Uh, the New Day going up against Gallows and Anderson. Gallows and Anderson getting some promo time to set up this program. Show a little personality here on uh, WWE TV. Is it Guns and Gallows time? Yes, I think it's the story of Woods fights valiantly, but he's not, but it's not as good a team as without Big E and they lose the belt. That and is... hopefully I hope they get this comedy thing away from from Gallo, uh-huh. Gallows and Anderson after this. They have to. I think they need to be established as killers. I mean, yeah. it's great to be entertaining. And yeah, I enjoy them on podcasts. But well, you, you can be entertaining and killers at the same time. Yes. But more yes. serious instead of like half and half. You know, you can be 80, 20 serious mm-hmm. you can do I'll that take, no i'll take that trust me yeah so that and what's a what's a fun dynamic here and you you brought it up is they usually don't play up the fact that new day is worse when biggie isn't there and they're finally doing that now like it, when they, when it's xavier woods and kofi that is the weakest of the three possible teams yeah and and it's always and you know what xavier woods always has a good match doing it but he always loses, and that's the story. Yeah, so the weakest combination is what's going to defend their tag team titles. So it all plays up together to where we could get new tag team champions. Uh, the next match on this little list here, the Women's Championship. Hyped. Dana Brooke is banned from ringside, sadly. I wish I could see Dana Brooke on the show, and maybe we will. Sasha Banks defending against Charlotte. Ric Flair has promised that Charlotte is going to break out something crazy on this show. Although when he said that he probably thought it was going to happen on the show. I believe it was probably that moonsault from the uh, top rope to the outside that she did on raw when the uh, actual title match happened, but we'll see if Charlotte breaks out something crazy on this show. They're on pay-per-view. They're in a very important match. Sasha Banks lost her title to Bailey last year in Brooklyn. Will the story be different this year in Brooklyn? No, she's going to retain. I think Charlotte will probably break out that moonsault again. And I think they are going to, I think Bailey Asuka is going to be a heck of a match in terms of emotion. So I think they're going to try and top it. And oh, I would definitely. Th- well, someone, especially- someone may someone may die in this match, Rob. That's what worries me a bit because they're going to they're, try and overperform here. They're absolutely going to try to overperform. You know, Sasha and Bailey are good friends. It's obvious if you're following them on social media, following what they do in the backstage videos on WWE.com and even in storyline. Obviously, Bailey is a good friend of Sasha Banks right now, and they do like to one up each other on social media. They are going to try to one up each other on this show. Bailey and Oscar are going to go out there. Whatever they do, that's a high bar to set, most likely. And now mm-hmm. Sasha Banks and Charlotte have to top it. And Sasha Banks is going to one, be the one I really feel is going to have that weight on her shoulders. She's going to think it's her job to top it. And yes, she almost did kill herself on that last dive. year in Brooklyn. Yeah. Well, not even not even on that. But I mean, when she won the title on that raw, that dive that she took to the outside where she ended up bent over and she kind of over overrote not yeah. overrotated but you know what i mean yep she she landed in that awkward position i thought she had broken her back i did so sasha 
And when Sasha gets excited, she, you know, yeah, both in Brooklyn and and on that Raw. I mean, I keep keep her in your prayers, folks. But uh, I am looking so forward to this match. I loved the fact that they were booing Charlotte on Raw. Oh yeah, my God, nobody nobody gets reactions like that anymore. No, nope, but the flares do. Yeah, the flares do. Uh, so this is the part of the show where I, I feel after a two hour pre show and then probably about halfway through a four hour pay-per-view people might get tired here. You got the big meat of the order coming up, but the moment Rusev and Roman Reigns come out for their match, I think that'll be, it could be a turning point in the show or it could be the part in the show where you really feel like this is going to be a special night because if they can get Brooklyn behind them for the U S title, this could be a special night. If these two perform as good as they did on raw, really. Is it possible the women's title match opens the show? Yeah, it's possible. They could spread out all the title matches. There are a lot of title matches. They have the women's, the tag team, the U.S., the world, the universal, the intercontinental. They could spread out all of these matches. So, yeah, it's possible the women's match opens it. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't either because I think it's going to be hard to top, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. well, especially by the, the likes of Miz and Apollo Crews and the likes of even Rusev and Roman Reigns would have a tough job trying to top that. Most of the people on this card would have a tough job. Imagine opening that. And then, you know, an hour later having Dean Ambrose and Dolph. Ziggler. you know what? Dean Ambrose and Dolph Ziggler might open the show. That's true. They could spread out the world and universal championships. Like they do at WrestleMania when the, the titles were split. They did that a couple of times, you know, edge and Alberto Del Rio going on super early in the, uh, the Miz John Cena match super late. Going back now to Roman, we're on Roman Reigns and Rusev. Roman Reigns and Rusev for the U.S. <sighs> Championship, the match we, that is uh, that's going to be six days in the making. Yeah, we are week four of the brand split. It's obvious to me that even though this is a secondary title feud, Roman Reigns is still very, very much the guy He's that the guy. Vince wants on top. It, it's an interesting time. Yeah. yeah, you have the Finn Balor stuff going on. You have the Brock Lesnar stuff going on. But who's been the focal point of the show the past couple of weeks? It's been Roman Reigns. Yes. Well, it's really been Sheamus and Cesaro. But look at it from the Vince standpoint. It's been Roman Reigns. The guy's main eventing a show. He's beating Rusev. Uh, may, are they making it too obvious that he could win this championship? No, because he... the the I think this is where they swerve the smart crowd. And they go, well, you think you know, just because he won on the go-home show, he's going to lose this match. I think Vince gives him a middle finger in Brooklyn, gives the fans and gets the booze, and he wins. I do. I think Roman Reigns wins this match for some reason. Now, if Roman Reigns wins this match, is this where Sid returns? <laughs> I, I need a serious answer, please. No. Okay. What about Goldberg? Goldberg's not going to return here. He, he'd return... In the Lesnar match. Possibly. Uh, yeah, the news. I mean, it's it's not really news. I think it took a life of its own this week. Um, WWE 2K and 2K Sports, they do the gimmick every SummerSlam weekend of the big launch uh, with mm-hmm. the key players in the next year's video game. And, of course, Goldberg is the key player in the next video game. So they're having Goldberg come in for a 2K WWE 2K event. And now everyone's wondering if he's going to show up on SummerSlam. You know what? I'm going to take that back. They never put Goldberg in that kind of position. They still don't really like him all that much. But I'll tell you where they could put him. Heath Slater, open challenge. Goldberg comes in, spears him. Jackhammer. There you go. 
Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not do yeah. something like that with Heath Slater? It, it's funny because, you know, Sting Sting did this and uh, Ultimate Warrior did this, and they didn't show up on SummerSlam. They come in later. Yeah. They they come in later. So Goldberg, Hall of Fame maybe. I could see Goldberg being in the Hall of Fame this year. Sure. Uh, so he, he could do something. I just don't think it's going to be at SummerSlam, but you never know. You never know. John Cena, AJ Styles, I think, is the match I'm looking forward to most on the show singles match john cena aj styles could they give aj the win you're not going to have the interference most likely you know give him 15 to 20 minutes where aj styles can just prove what he's best at against the best wwe wrestler over the last year and a half or decade and a half john cena i think aj styles has to win this match I, i i don't think there's any doubt now whether he has the help of the club or does it on his own i would love it to be a clean pin but John Cena's going away for a while. Yeah. And he's when going I, to tape when his I, TV show. When he's going to tape his TV show. When I say best wrestler over the last decade and a half, I mean in all aspects, not just in the ring. John Cena, you can't deny at this point how big John Cena's been. So for those who were saying best wrestler, what is Rob talking about? Give it a break with the John Cena hate. It's time to start the, understanding who he is. And the template of SmackDown so far has been there's a star-driven feud that's on top of the title feud. And I think while AJ Styles is one of the best wrestlers around and has proven that in the ring, he's not yet a quote unquote WWE star, yeah. so to speak. He hasn't had that coronation. I think this is his coronation. And then he goes on to maybe a Randy Orton mm-hmm. or maybe even the belt. But yeah, no, I think AJ Styles wins here. AJ Styles with the victory. I, I'm just, I'm really excited for the match. I honestly, whichever they, whichever way they go, if John Cena wins, that'll ask a lot of questions. You know, he's not advertised for backlash. He's not advertised to be on the SmackDown only pay-per-view. So if he wins this match, how does he get out of backlash? Uh, I think AJ Styles could win. That might be a factor why. And he might be the next title challenger. Like we'll talk about this Dean Ambrose, Dolph Ziggler match here probably next, but I don't see Dolph Ziggler being a long-term answer for the title program. I see Dean Ambrose getting a a quick win or a, uh, you know, a, a win over the challenger. Not, not too much of a battle. And then going on to face AJ Styles, and that's your that's your money match for the first SmackDown only pay per view. Uh, so yeah, very interesting questions with the fact that John Cena is not advertised for Backlash. There, I'll go with AJ Styles winning too, and we bleed right into the uh, World Championship match: Dean Ambrose, Dolph Ziggler. My theory of go- again is Dean Ambrose wins, and this is uh, it's an okay, respectable match. I'm not having too high of an expectation for it. I. Am defying convention here. I still think that that Dean Ambrose appearance on the Stone Cold podcast oh boy. killed his championship aura in some ways. Oh, so the so the answer is to give it to Dolph Ziggler. They have something in the rebirth of Dolph Ziggler. I'm not saying it's great yet, but there's something to build on here, and they may try it. But they want to get. I think they want to get the belt off of Dean sooner than later, and it's going to either be him or or probably. AJ Styles. I just cannot fathom that Dean Ambrose survives both Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, but finally succumbs to Dolph Ziggler. Dolph, I look, it's, it's wild and it's crazy and it doesn't sound like anything, but it would get people talking. I think Dolph Ziggler gets the title here, but if I'm wrong, I'm not going to be upset about it. New headline of the show. Jeff Hawkins predicts Dolph Ziggler win. That's going to be in the uh, in the old write up, which I have a hundred percent control over. Hundred mm, okay. percent control over. 
Uh, we get to, well, now here's an interesting question. What match main events the show? Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton or Finn Balor and Seth Rollins? Mm, I really don't know. I, 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 everything inside me up until you asked the question said Brock, Randy, but I could see them going, well, it's a flagship show. And <laughs> we're going to coronate a champion here, but I, I think it's going to be Brock, Randy Orton. I agree. I agree. And maybe based on the results, what they have planned for the results of these matches, that's what will determine the placement. Like if Finn Balor's going to win and maybe Randy Orton wins, I don't know if Randy Orton is, uh, I don't know if he can win this match and get a huge reaction, like a, a show closing reaction. I'm not too sure about that. And nor with Brock Lesnar. Like I'm, I'm really worried if that main events, the show, how the fans will take the result and how you're signing off with whatever you do there. Unless like a Goldberg comes in or there's some type of crazy, wacky surprise at the end. That could be it. Um, but I, I'm going to go with a safe pick. I think it's safe to say Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton win or, uh, or main event the show. Okay. Although I can definitely see Finn Balor and Seth Rollins doing it. I don't see Dean Ambrose and Dolph doing it. I don't see John no. Cena and AJ Styles doing it. Like those no. are the only two likely scenarios for me. Uh, but let's talk about Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, the universal championship, the championship of raw. If Roman Reigns wins the U S title, you may not necessarily need the biggest star power in your world title division. So I can see Finn Balor winning here and try to build him up and make him more meaningful. Keep going with Seth Rollins. Maybe they issue someone else in there. But I like the idea of Finn Balor possibly winning this if Roman Reigns wins the U.S. title. I tend to think that they don't think Finn's ready yet. I think they haven't let him talk in this build. Well, if he's they not just, ready, just, if he's not ready yet, why are you promoting this match and pushing him right to the main event scene of SummerSlam, because, mind you? Because because they wanted to get that talk out of Raw. I don't think. I mean, the same. Look. I think they think the money's in the chase here. I think they, they have Finn lose this one and then win later down the road if he proves himself. So I think Seth Rollins here is the more safe pick. I think Seth Rollins wins the title. The money's in the chase with Finn. You know, Finn didn't chase the NXT title. He won it. His I know very that. first shot. Yeah, it's a different audience. Though. And then he different kept it for worlds. a really long time. Different worlds. They have to tell the story of Finn as the underdog overcoming. They're, they're going to tell a story with Finn. Uh, I, yeah, I don't... I'm sick of every time it's the smaller. Like, do we need five underdog stories on the same show? Especially God, when it's one person's gimmick on raw, even though he's not on this pay-per-view. Well, you know what? If, if they do have him win, you know who Finn's first program is with, don't you? Well, I would say they rematch Seth Rollins, but go ahead. Kane. No, God, no, it's not. Just like Daniel Bryan. No, no, Uh that, that was a whole different reason. That Demon was, was post WrestleMania and yet no, no, no. It writes itself. It, well, it literally does because no one else is writing it. So yeah. if it's written, it's being written by itself. That's the Look, only I'd, option. I'd love to see them put the belt on Finn here. I yeah. just think it, they think it's going to be too soon. People are still learning about him. People are still learning about him. That is a true statement, and I think this is one of those reasons why they should, uh, you know, teach him, teach the people faster. This guy is our I champion. Agree. He's the big guy. I agree. In a, in a in a perfect world, that would be it. But this is Vince McMahon we're talking about. My skepticism has has reared its ugly head. I think they give it to Seth right now. He's the big guy. How uh, how long 
Will they do this uh, demon entrance gimmick? Will it be on every pay-per-view? Will they make it till WrestleMania where he can do a big, huge, elaborate entrance that blows everyone's minds? Or is this something that's going to fade away pretty quickly now that he's on the main roster? If that Brooklyn crowd pops for it, it'll be on every pay-per-view. Every pay-per-view. I think, I believe when he debuted in NXT TakeOver and was the the demon, mm-hmm. we, we probably asked this very same question, and obviously it went on pretty long. So, you know, people like it. I, I may not be the biggest fan of it on the main roster, but people like it. So as long as they like it, they're going to keep doing it. Uh, so you have Finn Balor winning this match. I think no, I have oh, Seth Rollins. Oh, you have Seth Rollins winning this match. Oh, yeah. If it goes on last, I think Finn Balor wins. If it does not go on last, I would think Seth Rollins wins. He finds a way. I, I think you're correct on that assessment. It really depends on where this match is placed. Okay. Yeah. But let's go with Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton as the main event of the show. Uh, Brock Lesnar, probably not coming back until November at the earliest, possibly even Royal Rumble. Uh, this is bye-bye time, yeah. You know, it, yeah, it is. It re- SummerSlam is his bye-bye time. And he may be back at Survivor Series, but I wouldn't be expecting him really until Royal Rumble time. And you have Randy Orton, who's just coming back. Uh, this would be his first big match, you know, as far as a pay-per-view after his return. And he's a guy that you can make a title contender on SmackDown if you keep him on SmackDown. He could be a big name. If John Cena leaves for a bit, Randy Orton, you'll need that guy. You really will need that guy. Uh, I think all signs point to Randy Orton somehow being the one to beat Brock Lesnar. Yes. Randy Orton's the one who needs the win. SmackDown needs the star power. You're damn right. It's going to be Randy Orton. They wouldn't They wouldn't dare use Goldberg here to get that victory, though, would they? No. I don't think so. That because that's no, what I'm, because that's then what I'm then seeing cheap, out there. It would, it would cheapen the win. Well, not even that. I just don't. I don't see why you do Goldberg and Brock Lesnar as a program. The the only thing, the only way you could do that and have it help is if Goldberg only puts his hands on Paul Heyman. Yeah, I think we're. I I only bring up Goldberg in this scenario because that's what I'm seeing. A lot of people freaking out about the Goldberg news, even though months ago when he was issued as the main character in WWE 2K. You knew he was going to be here at SummerSlam weekend. No, what they what they would do with Goldberg is they'd have him do a backstage vignette with Brock to tease it for later for when Brock comes back and maybe for WrestleMania. And they and, and you know what if if again if Goldberg does anything in ring or violent, he's it's going to be to Heath Slater more than likely if yeah. Heath Slater's not fighting Braun Strowman. <laughs> Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. The iTunes link is bit.ly slash str iTunes, or just go into iTunes and search Shake Them Ropes. Uh, go on there right now, whether it's on your desktop, tablet, or phone, whichever phone you have, even if you don't subscribe to us on iTunes, go check us out on iTunes, rate and review the show, uh, tell the people what you like, tell the people what you don't like, get it out there, let them know what you think about Shake Them Ropes, that's bit.ly slash str iTunes, you can follow the show <laughs> at Shake Them Ropes, you can follow Jeff at Crap Game 13, why this the laughter? Not, this may not be the week to review my performance on this show. <laughs> Go give Jeff more things to recklessly speculate about. Yes. Oh, jeez. It's I'm, I'm looking back and I'm going, oh, God, I'm going to get buried for so much this week. 
Yeah, really. I let's recklessly speculate about Naomi's new entrance. Let's recklessly speculate about uh, I don't even, you know what Heath Slater's doing. Let's recklessly speculate about Rhino's chances. They glommed to win. a bit off. Okay, well, I answer the first one. They glommed a little bit off of Bailey's entrance for Naomi. It's very interesting. Let's go to NXT. The longer <laughs> the longer Bailey waits, uh, the longer Bailey waits, the more stuff she's going to have ripped off by main roster people just gonna yeah. happen that's what happens you you mm-hmm. wait you and it's not even their fault it's not like she's waiting for a, a reason that's her own they just don't want to call her up yet and more and more people will take stuff from her oh yeah yep as much as they can uh, before we get to nxt takeover we'll close with nxt takeover i want your thoughts on uh you know we're recording this late wednesday you watched the cruiserweight classic show tonight i did too mm-hmm. uh we have some of the third round matches uh what did you think what have you thought about the last two weeks actually of cruiserweight classic presentation I absolutely loved that Cedric Alexander Cotto Abushi. Well, that match was great. I thought yeah. that thing was great. Um, I am having second thoughts that either Cotto Abushi or Zack Saber Jr. are going to win this thing now because if if all the rampant speculation on the net's true, neither of these guys have signed, and it's got and it may fizzle out to yeah. just guys that they have under contract. Right. If you're a fan of Kota Ibushi, you probably know I, this is a guy who's done weird things before. He does Kaiju Big Battle, which is like a a cartoon promotion almost in how they use their characters on WrestleMania weekend and so forth. Uh, This guy, he works at his own pace. He works where he wants. And this is a guy who left new Japan when they were giving him really strong matches and making a name for himself, even larger. Uh, He left them to do nothing. And here he ends up in WWE. Uh, I just don't think he's going to go on the road full time in WWE or live in Florida and not be able to go anywhere. I don't think he's coming. And you start, we started to hedge kind of on who could possibly win this thing last week. And I'm really liking the option, you know, no spoilers here, just who's left in the tournament, who's moving on to the next round and who's still in the in the show in the coming weeks. I really think they're going to go TJ Perkins and even Grand Metallic. OK, I, I'd be happy with that. Um, Zack Ryder week, maybe getting to the finals, but I think Grand Metallic is making a name for himself in this Cruiserweight Classic Zach, as far Zach as. Saber. Yeah. Sorry, Zack Sabre. You said Zack Ryder. <laughs> well, Zack Ryder is not going to make it far in this tournament. Yeah. <laughs> Zack Sabre, however, yeah. might. And as for this week's show, um, loved two of the three matches. I thought, as I said in the open, Jack Gallagher is tailor-made to be a star on the main roster once he gets up there because he can talk and he has personality in the ring. Uh, yeah, he's a great wrestler, but as we said, great wrestling is about third, third or fourth down. He can be a star WWE is that kind of promotion that's tailor-made for his style. And then <laughs> the Kendrick Tony Nese match, I I I thought that over-delivered. I do. I liked Tony Tony Nese should get signed, I think. And I love the I love the story of Brian Kendrick being old and treacherous old and, and having treacherous. to rely on his wits. Yeah. I thought that match was great. Ho Ho Lun and uh Noam Dar, not so much. But thank God Ho Ho Lun is out of this tournament. <laughs> Wow, ho ho, Lun hater. Um, yeah, I, I have liked the matches so far. I think we're now getting into the stuff where almost every match is going to be really good, uh, yeah. especially now that we gotten after uh, the Noam Dar match. It's looking really interesting, and the question, the question, kind of relates both to Raw and this tournament. It's not just who's going to win this tournament, but yes, the cruiserweights are coming. The cruiserweight division is coming to Raw, but who will make up the cruiserweight division right now is still a big question. I think introducing them is going to be problematic if if Finn Balor is not this well known when he came out and they feel they have to debut the demon gimmick on at a Corpus Christi go home show 
Nobody, I mean, NXT is a higher priority and has more eyeballs in the Cruiserweight Classic. They, they're going to have to do some video packages here to introduce these guys. And, I, and I'm fairly certain they're going to be adding guys like Neville to, to, the, to I, the Cruiserweight roster. I Don't think get they're going to add Neville. Um, you know, you know, I'm on the position that and, and it's Sam not just. Saying. Yeah, it's not just me making things up out of thin air. There are there's a lot of evidence that points to Sami Zayn potentially being in this division, too, and being a big star of it. And that does not mean he's not going to be a big star like he can be a cruiserweight and a big star at the same time. Yeah, um, what this you know what this could turn into is that first hour of Nitro back in the day right, where you had right. all the luchadors and cruiserweights and all they talk Mysterio about is, and Chris Jericho and Dean Malenko. And it would be great matches and all they talk about is Roman Reigns coming out in the third hour. What's he gonna do? Yeah, but <laughs> if you put a guy like Neville in there, if you even especially Sami Zayn, if you have guys like that in the cruiserweight division, I think you're not going to see Michael Cole and Corey Graves, you know, going into main event spiel. And ignoring the matches. They're going to be talking about Sami Zayn. They're going to be talking about the cruiserweights, especially up front. We'll see how long that lasts. But if you have a guy like Sami Zayn in there, I think it does a lot of good for that division, especially right off the ground. Yeah, it does. And Sami Zayn has personality and he can talk. Neville is a problem because once you've seen his flashy moves, if you do it week after week, he becomes the law of diminishing returns. He doesn't cut good promos. He doesn't have much of a personality. Unless, unless you put him in there with someone who does, like uh, maybe, you know, someone coming in from the Cruiserweight Classic going opposite TJ TJ Perkins will be perfect. Yep, TJ yep. Perkins will be great. Uh, he's my pick to win right now. Put Bring in Stokely Hathaway with him, please. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm changing my pick, obviously, from beforehand. Uh, beforehand, I thought Johnny Gargano was going to win. TJ Perkins is my pick to win. He is my pick to right. win at this moment. Same as Aim, by the way. Same as Aim, by the way, still build at 205 on the website. He is technically a cruiserweight. Give me TJ Perkins as the winner of the cruiserweight classic, please. It'd be very interesting to see what they do on. Uh, I, we talk about takeover. We're going to talk about takeover here. They are likely going to record a one hour show to air next Wednesday from Brooklyn. So we might see some of the guys from the cruiserweight classic. We might see Zack Sabre in front of a Brooklyn crowd in a WWE ring. Uh, We're going to see where NXT goes uh, a little bit in the future here. So a very fun episode next coming up on uh, on NXT being taped in Brooklyn here. But let's talk about the main show. NXT TakeOver Brooklyn happening on Saturday night. Uh, Let's start off with Austin Aries against No Way Jose in a singles match. Uh, What I feel will probably be a pretty big, strong showcase match for No Way Jose. Yeah, and I think people have worked themselves into thinking, well, Austin Aries is the better wrestler. He should win here. You got to think, who do they have investment in? Is that really? Who do they want? Is that really what's happening? Because I I don't sense any of that. Okay, I, I read somewhere where it was. But, I mean, just in case anybody's optimistic about, well, you know, Austin Aries is great here. But, you know, all these guys are bringing in. No way, Jose is getting the win here. Yeah, and well, then they're going to and then they're going to Fiesta well, in the after. Let's yeah. let's look at the past. I mean, Austin Aries beat Baron Corbin, even though Baron Corbin is a far and away the better wrestler. Mm-hmm. Ember Moon and Billy Kay. <laughs> Ember about, Moon's no, debut. No, you're you get to hang yourself on some of these for once, as opposed to me recklessly speculating. You. Oh, that's not speculation. Baron Corbin's great. Ember Moon versus William K. Coming up <laughs> in a singles match. This is Ember Moon's debut. Uh, Ember Moon making the big takeover debut. It's cool that they're giving the debut. Uh, you know, they every takeover we have like the one debut. We had Oscars. 
um, you know, a while back. And now it's back with Ember Moon here showcasing not only the women's division, but really a showcase for Ember Moon, who's going to be a big star as we head into 2017 for the NXT women. Uh, I think this one's probably going about four or five minutes. Uh, if Ember Moon hits her O-Face finisher, which is the Diamond Dust finisher, that would be awesome. I She's been doing it on house shows. It'll be great if she can do it on the main roster. Billy Kay is coming here to basically die a death. Oh, you you stole my thunder on that. You remember when Billy Kay and Peyton Royce first came in? I thought Billy Kay was going to be a star, and yeah, she may that, well that be mistake. later. But she no, not yet. Yeah, but was. she gonna she she gonna die here. Yeah, uh, no, it, it was a mistake. She, she she going to die, and uh, this NXT Women's Division being rebuilt is going to be very very interesting. Especially, did you watch this week's NXT? I did. The six woman match. On yes, there. indeed. A lot of you got the Liv Morgans. You got Nikki Glenn Cross in her debut. You got Mandy Rose, who's going to be a superstar. Nick, Nikki will slide very well into that Bailey slot. I, I tell you, man, the division might be more loaded for the future talent than it was when you started seeing the four horsewomen rise up. Oh, let, let's not push it. The, the rest of them are, are hot blondes. Who, you're you're going to have Asuka. The, no, the, you, the Brian Alvarez special. Hey, like you got them. Mandy Rose. Who, Mandy Rose will be a superstar, probably on the main roster, but Mandy Rose is going to be a superstar. Uh, you have Asuka. Is she going to be any good in the ring? Not right away. <laughs> probably not right away, but we don't know. Do you know? Are you watching a lot of Florida house shows with Mandy Rose on them? You don't know how good but, she but, is. But you picked her to be a superstar. And I mean, because in terms you don't, of my personality, because you like, don't like, have to see how they act in the ring to know who's going to be a superstar. Or not a lot of the uh, times. All right. You don't need it. You can watch okay. her entrance and see she was going to be the big star of all six of those uh, girls that were in the ring. Mandy Rose was the one who stood out above all right. of them. Yeah. Well, Eva Marie has a great entrance, too. It's not. It wasn't Mandy Rose. She doesn't pop. At least not to me. Maybe she does. Obviously, she does to those backstage as far as even Marie goes. But anyway, Mandy Rose will be a star. The point is, you have a lot of good talent in the women's division. You have Nikki Glenn Cross. You have Asuka. You have Mandy Rose. You have Ember Moon, who's now coming in. Bailey is still there, by the way. I mean, Bailey is there also. Uh, you know, who knows how good Daria is going to be? Who knows how good Liv Morgan's going to be? You have Aaliyah still there, who by all accounts on house shows and in training is getting really good at wrestling. And she had a wrestling background. She wasn't just a, a woman who was signed and then turned into a wrestler. She was an indie wrestler before that. There's right. a lot of talent there. And that, you know, by my count, that's more than four. Yeah. And you have people that are kind of circling the outer sphere yeah. of NXT. They could sign if they wanted to. Right. I, I, the I, legacy picks. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. You're Tessa Blanchard, uh, fave. But I, I'm I, was not thinking, say- I was also thinking Rachel Ellering. Right. As well. well, Rachel Ellering's my favorite. She is awesome. And she just has a presence about her too. And she's big. I think she's good. I think she, I think she has a lot of potential. They may just let her go get some seasoning. Out she's there. got some size to her. She's going to make other girls look small. Uh, and that's not necessarily a bad thing either, but there's a lot of talent in that division and you, we don't know how all they're going to turn out. And I'm not saying that they're going to be as big as the four horsewomen. I just mean, there's a lot of no. talent as far as depth goes. And that's no, more than when Paige and Emma left, you didn't know how good Sasha Banks was going to be. You didn't know how oh, good Charlotte yeah. was going to be. No, when Paige and Emma left, Sasha and Bailey were stuck doing the doing, you know, three minute matches on the mid card and they weren't very good. Summer, and, and Summer Ray was the star trading wins. Yeah. So we don't know how good this division is going to be, but there's a lot more potential for goodness I uh, agree. in that division. 
Um, so, uh, you know, all that's to say Ember Moon's going to win. Oh, yeah. <laughs> getting, back, getting back to point. Yeah, sorry. I feel so bad for CN. Do so, you? So bad for Andrade Almas. I mean, it's not, nothing he has done is his fault as mm, far as the crowd not getting sh- into him. This is a crappy gimmick. What's the gimmick is he's a Mexican playboy who's coming in and looks better than everyone else. It, it's a crappy gimmick for a baby face in America. Yes. But he's going up there against Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode coming in. Now, unless they want to do the surprise thing where Bobby Roode thinks he's glorious and he thinks he's this big star and has grandiose plans and obviously is looking past Andrade Almas. Maybe Andrade Almas gets the win and knocks Bobby Roode down a peg and then we start seeing a more serious program between the two. I can see that. I can see Andrade actually winning here and then Bobby Roode and Andrade going even further after this takeover in a more serious angle. Uh, but it, it's just a bad spot for Andrade because I think the people are going to want to see Bobby Roode and I think they're going to go crazy for Bobby Roode. I think you're right, but I also that's the scenario I think. I think CN almost get, gets a fluke win here. And whether it's a fluke or whether he just flat out beats Bobby Roode and Bobby Roode has yeah. to you know think a little bit more about his future. Well, the, the surprising win and then it turns into a more serious Roode and this turns right. into a program. Yeah, so I, I'm actually, I'm going to go with that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to the crazy guns here and think the, Andrade Almas breaks the mold the, of big time you know, free agents coming in and getting wins. I think Andrade almost gets the win. Yeah. The, the other very possible thing is that they just scrap this gimmick for him and repackage him as God. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if you put the mask back on him, but Andrade almost in this iteration won't be the same guy a year from now. I think we can all agree on that. Right. He'll be a different guy. He, I mean, he, the name will be the same probably, but he'll, his character will look different a year from now to what it is right now. Uh, but yeah, I'd go Andrade almost getting the win here. And then uh, a pretty surprising match, really. Uh, tag team titles. Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano going up against the Revival in a match I think a lot of people probably predict that Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa might win. I'm one of them. I think Ciampa and Gargano win here. I don't. I think the Revival hold on, but I think it's going to be a heck of a match. Oh, it's going to be this great. Gar- this Gargano Ciampa team has really grown on me because I was never a big T- Tommaso Ciampa fan for some reason. I was the same he- way. Tommaso Ciampa over the last year coming into NXT has lit a fire under him, just like it's doing to Cedric Alexander. You talk about Alexander and Ibushi in the Cruiserweight Classic. I mean, Cedric Alexander wasn't lighting Ring of Honor on fire, and Tommaso Ciampa wasn't even either. But here they have a shot to be in the largest company in the world for pro yeah. wrestling. And they are making every bit of it. And he is now a full-time guy. And Johnny Gargano, also a full-time guy. They are full-time with NXT. Uh, Very interesting matchup here. And I think Ciampa and Gargano are going to have the crowd behind them because they have some type of weird chemistry with fans. They do. And you know what? I mean, when Ciampa first came in, I mean, I watched him in PWG. I mentioned this. He looked small. He looked like a midget with 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 a mohawk. And I think shaving off the mohawk... And this program in the Cruiserweight Classic and just the matches and and being a team for a while has really, really done wonders for him on this NXT roster. It, I yeah. I just don't see this this tag match is going to be fantastic. Don't get me wrong. And I right. love the revival. Anybody who listens to me knows I love the me some revival. Is there a possibility that they turn Ciampa heel against Gargano here in this match. Well, that that is if you want to think the revival wins, it's possible. Maybe playing off their cruiserweight classic match. Uh, you know, Ciampa Champa getting eliminated by Johnny Gargano. Maybe he has, you know, revenge in his mind, set aside the tag team championships 
and he wants I just revenge don't see more. Them, I don't see them taking the belts off this quick off of the revival after they just got him at Even WrestleMania. It, is their, it is their second, and they had to get him off American Alpha because American Alpha was leaving. Yeah. So someone had to do it. And it just so happened to be the revival, so they can have this NXT takeover match. Um, I would say it's more likely to me that they win the tag team titles, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, instead okay. of breaking up. But I can certainly I, they they set the planting or they they planted the seeds. I would agree with you. I just don't know. They'd have to continue this program with the revival because TM six one is going off with the authors of pain, and I don't think you have another heel team around. Not at the moment, not at the moment, but also right. keep in mind we are likely coming up on the Dusty Rhodes tag team classic. Okay, I thought they might be having a women's tournament instead. The Dusty Rhodes tag team classic. If they want to make that an annual thing, it's interesting now because you have Goldust there. You don't have Cody Rhodes there if they continue that or just made it a one-time thing. Um, but you could be seeing something like that. So maybe the tag team titles aren't necessarily the top priority once Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa win them or if okay. the revival keep them. Uh, no, so we, we could see some different things there. Uh, interesting match, though. I think that's probably going to be outside of the two main events. If you're looking at the undercard, the tag team title match, if any match is going to potentially steal the show, that's it. Yeah. As long as they're not going in afterwards and talking about stealing the show, that'll be great. <laughs> or Pokemon. Oh God. Oscar and Bailey. Oscar and Bailey, the NXT women's championship. Uh very big match for Bailey. I mean, Bailey lost a little momentum once to me, she lost momentum once she won the title. Because you want to talk about someone who's all in it for the chase. That's why Bailey was getting so beloved. People wanted to see her overcome and stop, you know, she was the underdog. They wanted to see her win the big one. And then she did. And the buzz was kind of going away. And the buzz, the buzz went away because they they used her to build up Nia Jax, and nobody wanted to see her get killed by Nia Jax. They wanted to see her as a strong champion for a while before doing this rematch with Asuka. But then the Asuka match came, and that was a surprise live. I go go ahead with your preamble, and I'll go into my pick. Oh, yeah, after. well, I I knew because we talked about it. You were live at NXT Takeover Dallas, and you said that was a big surprise to you live, and it was probably a big surprise to some people. I didn't. I I went in thinking Oscar was going to win, and that just happened, and because I thought that the Bailey Chase was what it's all about, and so Bailey had to do the redemption tour. She lost to Nia Jax. She had to come back from injury, and again, the Nia Jax loss was because of injury. It wasn't like she was dominated by Nia Jax. So she goes away. She comes back from the injury. She has to beat Nia Jax. She does. She has to beat, I think she beat Alexa Bliss, right? And she did. And she did. And now she is uh, the former champion coming back, credible, for her rematch. And can she overcome the dragon that is Asuka? That's a huge story. The best stories with Bailey are her challenging for something, not defending something. Correct. And I think this is still the this is the best feud on either card this weekend. That video package tonight was fantastic again. Again, yeah. for the second weekend in a row or the second year in a row, they have the best video package for it, Bailey's feud. They have a great video package. You're right. I agree. This is the best story told on any of the shows. And it's especially great because it's been told since March. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is a continuation ba- from March. Yeah. Bailey's been getting more and more confident in herself. Getting, you know, building herself up. And Asuka's been adding a little bit of heelishness to her thing because she's gotten so cocky and she's been so dominant that she doesn't think anybody can come and beat her. I think 
I think again, Bailey's going to be the princess of Brooklyn. And I yeah. think this may, this may steal the show. This may be the one that steals the show it, out, out from under everybody again. It'll be tough with the main event, but it could very well yeah. be the match that a lot of people are talking about the most. I mean, it's certainly what happened last year. I mean, but I think, Bailey and I think, Sasha Banks was the match people were talking about. I think Bailey wins here, loses to someone maybe on a TV taping. If they're going to bring her up, who knows if they're ever going to bring her up? I don't know. I, I, I would think after that battleground pop that they have to bring her up, but you never know with, with the way they think up there. So, but I think Bailey gets the big, big reaction here, gets the win. And I think Oscar finally respects her in the end. I think it becomes a matter of respect type thing. Seven, seven months in, uh, in WWE go pretty quickly. And I think they're, you know, keeping some, uh, talent outside of the main roster so they can have some, uh, some people to call up on the post WrestleMania shows like usual. So I could see Bailey staying around for a while in NXT all the way until WrestleMania next year. She's a, tu- she's a touring draw. She is. She is a touring draw. Uh, Triple H announcing that NXT is going to tour Australia sometime soon. That was interesting today. Just mm. a little uh, news tidbit for you. TM six one, probably going to be a big deal on the, on those shows. Pey- Peyton and Billy <coughs> with Australian. Excuse me. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Peyton Royce. Uh, when is she coming back? She's the better of the two, I think. Yes, she is. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. But uh, she's 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 rehabbing an injury. Yeah, I believe that's the case. Samoa Joe and Shinsuke Nakamura. You want to talk about story? I, I, I think there's a perception out there that this has been a story well told, even though the last two months or the last two weeks really of TV have been Samoa Joe being super angry that Shinsuke is coming in and just getting this title shot and being so cool about it. Like Samojo thinks that Shinsuke could be should be a little bit more serious and and you know, like he hates he's jealous if you will that Shinsuke Shinsuke is so cool. Well, Shinsuke just you know plays the cool guy. He's the super cool guy, and then when the match comes, he's gonna kick you in the face. Uh, it's an interesting way of going about this match, and I certainly think the match will be awesome, uh, but not the best story going in. That's the only nitpick. The pros, Samojo defending the title against Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, could be the best match of the night. I'm super hyped for this one. There's going to be a lot of kicks. There's going to be a lot of hard hitting. And there's going to be a lot of Shinsuke Nakamura trying to get Joe riled up, and Joe will oblige by getting super riled up. And this one is going to be awesome. Oh, I agree. I think Joe's been the best champion on either show. I mean, well, in not terms mu- of... Not much competition, I'll tell you. No, but I mean, just his, his, and we're including, we're including all title holders, not just the world. Yes. All title holders. All title holders on the main roster. Yes. He has the most championship aura. He is a badass. He looks into the camera to connect. That also helps. He's, he's, he's throwing away around his championship weight rather than being a, a, for lack of a better term, a bitch to authority figures. You believe he's an ass kicker. Yeah, he's the best champion on either roster. This match is going to be phenomenal. I don't think anybody doubts that. Uh, I don't think Shinsuke Nakamura wins. I think they they continue a program for a while. I think Joe takes a shortcut. I think they have a great, great match, and eventually Joe takes a shortcut and wins. Yeah, especially if Asuka and Bailey go out there and steal the show, if you will, and have this amazing match, even if Bailey wins the title back, especially if Bailey wins the title back, I don't know if you need to have a title change with Shinsuke and Samoa Joe. Maybe hold that off a little bit longer. Yes. 
And that's and, what, last year, Finn Balor defended the championship successfully against Kevin Owens. Um, you don't need to make the main event a big template changing match because Oscar and Bailey is going to be remembered most likely as the biggest match of the show. And for the love of God, if either of those matches end up in blood hard way, keep the Ooh. doctors away. Whoa. Keep the doctors away. It's going to be great. And let them, let them finish the match because that adds to the drama. Even and if, there's nothing that kill there's nothing that killed Dallas more oh, yeah. than those doctors coming out and 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 trying to put towels on on Joe. It it didn't necessarily kill Dallas. It maybe did for you live because it did add to the match in the later stages. Okay, but yeah, no, you're right. Dallas. When I when I watched it on TV it did, but it killed the flow live. It right. absolutely killed the flow. Well, you're also if you're live there you know, paying $450 for a ticket, you're probably worried. You're probably crapping your pants. Like, oh my God, is this match, the main event going to be stopped after two minutes because of blood? You're worried. You 400, if you're paying 450 for NXT. Someone did. Some, someone, <laughs> someone did. paid you. Yeah. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.